This week's episode is going to be about the manga series Berserk by Kentaro Miura, and it's going to contain spoilers for up to the Golden Age arc, which is the main arc uh, that is covered by the anime that most people will be familiar with. So if you haven't watched or read the material yet, please be aware that there will be spoilers. If yeah, if you're interested in catching up, the 1997 series is on YouTube. There's uh, various versions. There's like a speed run version, which cuts out some of the uh, fluff, the pauses, and uh, existential staring. Um, and there's also the Golden Age Arc movie series, which was on Netflix. I think it's like two or three, three. movies that are, that are each like an hour, hour and a half, um, which pretty much covers the you know bulk of what most people know of uh, and what we're going to be talking about primarily um so we highly recommend those if you're interested in like learning about i mean obviously read the manga it's fantastic but if you want to catch up fast those are some good resources uh hope you enjoy the episode so without further ado here's the show in this world is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that man has no control, even over his own will. Oh, you know what, though? What's that? It's E3, and uh, that's the anniversary of our unreleased first I know. recorded it's episode. I think about that all the time. I always, uh, yeah, anytime E3 comes around, I always think of uh, you. Mm. Um, I always think of games because I'm a real gamer, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a, real, I'm a real brother and a real lover. I'm a brother lover. Mm. I respect that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I remember Keanu and, um, you know, how, how we thought Cyberpunk was going to be a good game. You know, I think that... Three years from now, mm -hmm. I'll pick up a copy of Cyberpunk on like PS5 for $19.99, and mm -hmm. it will at that point be a good complete package, but not before then, probably. Honestly, I, I want I want to agree with you, but based on previous conversations we've had about like what you like, and this that game was like made to be the anti Kingsley game. That's true. Because so much of it is just like, God, it's I I know we I know we're supposed to talk about other stuff, but I <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to yasuke this, but I'm gonna go well. It's just like it's it's like almost like a um one of those uh it's almost it's like a text based adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like the most high fidelity text based adventure ever created. Uh, where you you're basically going to a place. And then like people will just talk at you. And I then you'll you know you'll like click that. your like Yeah, you'll click God so much of it is just like real time, like, oh, drive to this place. And it's like I don't know, in Grand Theft Auto getting there is half the fun. Mm -hmm. And in like Cyberpunk, for some reason, it's just like not really like fun to drive and go places and see stuff because it's like it's like so much is happening, but it all feels like it doesn't really feel like um, 
it doesn't feel like anything is real. You know, like in Grand Theft Auto, you can go into stores, you can see people like doing stuff. I don't know. There's just like a lot of fluff. So anyway, you do all that driving, and then it's like you just have to talk. You're talking to this guy in a diner, and like literally, it's just like on his face. You know, like POV style, mm-hmm. and you can't move. You just have to keep talking for like five, like five to ten real world minutes. Oh, that's a lot about of like these people you haven't met, and they're like, ex- you know, expanding. The, like, this isn't really spoilers, but essentially, after like the first act, you're basically told that your character's doomed, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it, it almost kind of wraps up neatly. Uh, <laughs> that you just did not do anything. You wouldn't complete the game. <laughs> but maybe it'll be fun to do the activities by three years from now. You th- maybe they'll crack the I, case. I think, the, I think the game could have been uh, more fun. Like, I think it could have been 10%, maybe even 20% more fun. A significant portion more fun if it was not first person. Oh right! Oh right! I forgot about that. I hate that. Why would like, you make a game where you could make a, a a person down to like? There we go. How detailed they are naked to their, and then just yeah, play the genitalia. whole game through their eyes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, where you could oh, and Kingsley. It's not like so. If you walk in front of a mirror, you have to press a button to load yourself. Oh. You don't even see, it's like a, it's like, you don't even get to like, just casually, you have to make the active choice. Uh, so it's like, I think if the game was, you know, you could actually see yourself and like, oh, I want to, ha- I want to have cool gear. And like, like part of the decisions I thought I was going to be making was like, see, this is what I meant. I, I didn't want to ask you this one. Here <laughs> I am. I was like, okay, yeah. I like, you, like part of it is like, what is a human? You know, when you could like. Like, what is a person, what is an individual when you could, like, have an AI or... You're a real ghost or like in the ha- shell, man. You, could, you know, yeah, be a real ghost in the shell. Have any body part you want physically or, like, get, like, a metal arm. You, you, Kingsley, you can't even get, like, a metal arm in this game. What's the point of being a cyborg if you can't get, like, a metal arm? This is not... This is a real question. I'm asking. No, no. No, that's, like, the the, like, prototypical part. You know, you can get like, oh, you got like enhanced eyes, like cool. And now I can see everyone's health bar. But like that, you know, I want like the, you know, the the meta of mm-hmm. the world. For my guy to have a little metal arm. There's one thing you can do, Kingsley. And this is a real cop out, which is there's like a um, there's like a like an armor that gives you like a 3D like projection. So it'll like project to look kind of like a like a metal arm. But you can still see your arm underneath it. And that's as close as you can get Uh, in this world where they're like, you can do anything. And cyber, you know. Man. You know, the moral of the story is don't announce a game until it's already finished. Just tell me the game, what the game is, and then be like, go to the store and buy it right now. So nobody gets their hopes up at all. Kingsley, watch this. Watch this freaking masterstroke that I'm about to do in podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's better, you know, to uh, as an artist to uh, work on something as long as it takes, rather than over promising and under delivering. You know what? You gotta make your own path, 
and carve your own way in the world and follow your own destiny. Um, you know, and uh, just like um, the guy who made the thing we're talking about today, bam! Welcome to Time Skip, the nerd culture podcast where Corey starts <laughs> off strong and fin- fizzles out. I'm Kingsley Noden, joined as always by my co-host Corey Reed. How you doing, Corey? I I had it, and then I you were you know I the, saw the, the, it. The, you were so close, dude. You it were... was slipping. It was sl- I, I I was like, do I end it with a pun? Because at first I was gonna you know I was talking, I was gonna talk about Mura. But then I was like, oh, destiny, because that's one of the themes in fate. But then I was like, that's kind of like guts. And then and then I was like, I lost the thread. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like Tanjiro, how he can smell the thread and then cut it and defeat the enemies in Demon Slayer. It's like I couldn't smell it anymore, you know, and I couldn't see the thread and I got defeated. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I'm like an apostle because I was so ambitious. And then it led to my downfall eventually at the hands of Guts and his metaphors. But I haven't seen Demon Slayer. I think, so, <laughs> oh, no. Wait, you didn't, you didn't see Demon Slayer? No, not yet. We're going to have to get you on that. We're gonna, anyway, we're going to have to get you on that. Uh, but if you haven't guessed it by now, well, I guess the title says it. We're talking about Berserk. We're diving in to the... When did it start? Like forty billion years ago. <laughs> whenever the whenever the dinosaurs like died 19... is when Berserk started. I think it was like thirty years ago. So like, yeah, no, he literally worked on it. Yes, for, for the long running legendary series, uh, dark fantasy series by Kintaro Mura, which details the life and struggles of a man named Guts, his friends, family, and. Uh, and much more. <laughs> that's the. I love that. That's the. That's the Disney-fied. Um, that's like the Disney Plus <laughs> description <laughs> of it. That doesn't say anything about you know demons or military conflict or uh, you know, a man so ambitious that he turns himself into a god by, uh, you know, harming his friends. Wait, can I can I try and do a Disney Plus version too? Wait, all right. Oh yeah, sure, sure, go for it. Okay, so this this is a story about an elf named Puck and his <laughs> friend Guts, a swordsman who has a big. It's not even a sword, really, when you think about it. It's like a big slab of it's iron. More like a big hunk of iron to attack his foes and also he protects Mm -hmm. okay beautiful woman who princess maybe is a warrior of her own right okay okay yeah and they try to find true love together okay just a few notes plus Mm -hmm. can you replace can you replace attack yeah, just standards. They just, uh, you know, I know Marvel movies, but, he uses you know. to defend himself against enemies. Defend sounds like to fund, and we have a big, we have a really big, uh, the IDF gives us, you know, lots of contributions. Uh, you know, NYPD sponsors us, so we really, you know. I, uh, you could, he carries a okay. blue line. <laughs> A blue line? Yeah. 
that he uses to defend himself. Well, we also support Black Lives 365. So if you, um, <laughs> so if you, if you, um, let's okay, let's just jump. You say he has a big sword. Um, can that be like a teddy bear or um, a flower he or has a, a plant? Physical uh, lightsaber. That way we can bring Baby Yoda into it. Um, okay, so a crossover. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> lightsaber made of iron. Okay, well, that's kind of like season two sort of thing. And we can kind of put the breadcrumbs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I could be this Disney Plus agent for, for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, could you? Um, oh. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Could you imagine the Disney Plus berserk? universe that would be holy cow i'd actually listen i I would watch that no i don't i don't want to even accidentally the secret this into existence but well you already did we we have made something even worse than the god hand Uh, by even coming up with this yeah that's really bad they're they're gonna buy it and then like yeah they're gonna continue it and it's gonna be it's gonna be on what's that uh that block where it's like hang, hang, hanging with the heroes, <laughs> or or maybe it'll be on chilling with the villains. They're bad. They're bad. Whoa. They're cartoons. Aren't you glad? And if you're willing, you'll be chilling, chilling out, chilling with the villains. Sundays from one to three. Do you remember that? It's gonna be him and Hades and Scar, Griffith, Hades and Scar, all in Jafar yeah. <laughs> at the House of Mouths. Oh man! Yeah. Oh wow! Actually, um, that'd be kind of <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of good, right? We have first. Uh, all right, we got Darkwing Duck followed by Berserk. <laughs> <laughs> oh holy cow! I feel like it would go next to Gargoyles. That'd be Ooh, yeah, yeah. Gargoyles and by night hour. we rise. Dang, and then yeah, the, Goliath shows up in one of the episodes. <laughs> Goliath, <laughs> or Guts is in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but it's yeah. We shouldn't talk about <laughs> any longer. He's working on Guts is working on his screenplay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we had to get the, we had to get the time skip out. We had to, we had to, you know we had to have fun with this because this is a heavy one. It's yeah. a real heavy one. Before we you know dive into the meat and potatoes, uh, Kingsley, uh, what's your history with this series? Uh, how did you hear about it? What did you you know? What was your initial you know? I that's a good question. I don't know how I heard about it. I feel like it's like something that I've always like. known about Mm -hmm. um like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's like one of those things that since it's so old it's like a like it's as old as us yeah i think it's 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 older than us i think it started in 89 um yeah so like it's like one of those things where people would like write it in their list of recommendations of like things you should check out but i never Mm -hmm. watched it until I was in college and I watched it with my roommates over like a did summer. You, which one did you watch? Did you watch the uh, 97? Yeah, the 97 mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. And we we binged it and it was mm-hmm. it was so 
it was so good. Um, and then yeah. I always thought like, oh, I'll get around to um, watching or reading the manga, but mm-hmm. I never got around to it until um, the author passed recently. Um, right. And then when uh, I went ahead and uh, read it then, and it was just so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic work. What about you? What's your history with it? I mean, it's kind of a similar thing. There was always rumblings of it. I just knew that it was like, I, I, I think I was spoiled early on as to like the eclipse, you know, um, or at least just like, because if you, if you Google Griffith, you'll see his form of, you know, Femto. Mm-hmm. And so you know that like, okay, well, there's this, you know, something happens. There's some, you know, you know, somehow he becomes this, uh, this this creature, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I always kind of was curious, but I was kind of scared to read it because I was like, "Oh man, this just seems so intense," and I was just like, "I, you know." Well, you were right. Uh, I was right, but here's the thing: you know, it's 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 handleable, it's doable. Um, I just thought it was going to be like way too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the irony of it is, I I also didn't start reading until fairly recently. It was my pandemic read. Ah. Um, for some reason, uh, during the pandemic, I was just thinking about death a lot. Like, I was just like thinking about post apocalypses. Can you believe that during the pandemic? I was like, what would make, that was on my mind. What would bring that up for you? What's going on? I, I don't know. I'm just kind of quirky, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. I had like, um, I was really not obsessed with all that stuff, but I, yeah, I was reading like every day and I also like downloaded, um, last of us and, uh, death stranding. And like, I was just really in like that zone of like, you know, all those post-apocalyptic worlds, but I, Dude, uh, was, really loved this. You were supposed this. to play animal crossing. It was supposed to, you were supposed to relax well, <laughs> while everyone was playing animal crossing. <laughs> I was reading berserk. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, you know, fully caught up. Um, but wow, it's just what's truly incredible to me, and we'll kind of get to this later, is um, you know, what what people don't know. It's kind of like the the that uh, iceberg meme of like, oh, you know, there's so much beneath the surface, but there's truly such a uh a wealth of material here that is just kind of like left out of the popular consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um and and so much, I mean, so much happens after the eclipse, you know, I mean, we get the kind of like, um, like the whole first like volume is, you know, technically post eclipse. Right. You know, we get to see this man roving madman, child hostage taker, <laughs> doesn't care about anyone or anything. Uh, just, you know, chopping off people's noses in bars and killing slugmen. Very unpleasant it's to just be like, around. Very unpleasant. I'm sure he stunk. Oh, oh uh, man. I was I was thinking about that when I was reading it. I was like, <laughs> when was the last time this dude took a bath? Like he's always doing I mean, he never, activities. He's always wearing oh, armor. Of course. Um, he never takes off that armor. Yeah. Like very rarely. That guy must and like it, Yeah, covered him. Guts, mm-hmm. I mean, literal guts and blood. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 
it's, it's gotta be horrible. Um, but yeah, you see him go from this raving madman to, to just a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, I mean, let's 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 talk about the story a little bit. So, um, like Corey alluded to, it starts off um, in the middle in media res, and mm-hmm. uh, you see this swordsman, and he um, is in he's arrived at a town that uh, has been taken over by this official who you discover over time um, is a monster with this item called a behelet that looks like an egg with like eyes and a nose and a mouth on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has been essentially chasing down and hunting down people like this uh, and trying to kill them for reasons that aren't immediately made clear. And then he, in dealing with this man, is transported to an alternate dimension. (laughs) Alternate Uh, dimension with a vortex in the sky that leads to hell? Yeah. And (laughs) you see all these weird, like, monster people come er, standing around, and they're... um, trying to bargain with the um, the guy who had the egg, the official, and tell him to sacrifice something dear to him to gain more power. Uh, and that, that something dear to him is his daughter, who he is the only person on the earth that he mm-hmm. loves. Um, or he will be sent to hell. And our main protagonist, Guts, is completely ignoring all of this and is trying to fight this <laughs> bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why. And the Birdman just knocks him aside and doesn't give him a second glance. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the official refuses to sacrifice his daughter and is sent to hell. A rare feat in this, in this pretty much like the only time someone uh, has a heart or, you know, for, for, for decades, for chapters and volumes and volumes. <laughs> A really rare thing that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Uh, someone choosing to, you know, self-sacrifice to uh, not do, you know, to not get the gains. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is rewarded uh, by being sent to hell with uh, where he will <laughs> suffer for eternity. After that, um, Guts and a little fairy boy that he meets uh, along the way named Puck are transported out of the vortex. And then they just, you know. Go to Flashback City. You get you get to learn yeah. more about what that's about. So what's incredible about that whole first like dynamic volume, Kingsley, to me is uh, as we allude to in my you know kind of rough cold open, uh, kind of jokey open, is that Mira was known for taking his time. I mean, not taking. I mean, taking his time, but also he was a ma- ultra meticulous perfectionist. You know, genius working on all these things. So can you imagine? You know, is jumping ahead a little bit. Can you imagine setting the stage with this and then being like, okay, that's cool, but like now he is a baby, or like now he's five. Mm-hmm. And for the next like 10 years or so, this is just going to be uh, like military co- tactics and, um, you know, court intrigue. Yeah. And like these, <laughs> like, like so much so that you, he he does two really incredible things. 
he makes you forget that you saw all the monster stuff and he mm-hmm. establishes such a baseline of normalcy that when it happens again and even like the creeping like when you first see like zod or uh, a fight that everyone forgets about, um, uh, Wild of the Black Dog Knights. Mm-hmm. You totally forget that, like, this world has, like, you know, there's more to the surface, or that, like, like the first thing you're ever shown was, like, monsters and demons and, like, him, like, killing, like, a snake lady. Like, you totally forget, and so you're like, oh, man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You forget that he has this, like, vendetta against this bird man. Like, you're not even thinking about any of that. And, and the other incredible thing he does is make you feel like he like even though you saw this flash forward he makes you feel like at any moment guts and everyone can still die mm-hmm. uh like he doesn't he he's able to like effectively make you forget about plot armor um mm-hmm. and like and i felt like that the whole time i was reading like, i know there's hundreds of chapters left but i'm like i'm still on the edge of my seat uh, like truly, how do they get out of this one? Like having no, like you know, he he makes it so that you you don't have any faith <laughs> that they will get out of it, uh, even though logically you know that more stuff has to happen. <laughs> That's really interesting because like it got to a certain point when I was reading it in which I was like, like a bunch of stuff, um, like any amount of bad guys would come and I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, anybody but guts. All those guys could die, but Gus, he's going to make it out. He's going to be fine. He's so strong. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but like, I guess every time he would come out of it, it, it almost feels, I mean, not, there weren't really any deus ex machinas or, or too many. There's like one significant one, which we'll talk about, but uh, he he's he gets messed up. He'll like get like yeah. broken ribs. He's got the kind of Batman thing going on where it's like, where he doesn't, he doesn't go down on people. <laughs> he doesn't. Well, that's a good question, <laughs> and I'm not sure if he does. He might. I, I think he is a tender lover, <laughs> but I don't know if he even knows that that's a thing you can do. Oh, mm, uh, which fair. we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. Uh, I mean, the Batman thing is in like, you know, he he's fragile. He's like mm-hmm. you know peak human physicality and there is like a little bit of like fudging because he has to be able to survive and guts is like you know conditioned effectively to have like super strength and like we find out that later on that his sword does have kind of demon slaying properties from being coated in so much demon blood (laughs) um (laughs) it's almost like nth metal um but you know other than that he's just like superhuman determination he doesn't have any like healing factor he doesn't have like you know he's just like peak human uh mm-hmm. which we need to talk to dr dr screamsley about peak humanity yeah <laughs> um and that's what i guess i mean by like he doesn't necessarily benefit from like the plot armor like that he can like he can get mutilated he things can get worse for him mm-hmm. um in ways that you don't really expect that a protagonist would go through yeah um so even if he is not like killed you're like surely like like you said, people around him can get hurt, which is almost almost kind of worse in a yeah. sense. Which is such an incredible like writing feat. Yeah, I, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. Um so <laughs> can you give us a little bit of um a little bit of a run through about the what happens in the flashback, this uh golden okay. age of yeah. berserk? 
Well, okay, before we get to the golden age, we got to set up some stuff. Before he's like a teen and he's like a young mercenary, he is a even younger mercenary. He's found in a pool of afterbirth. His mom was uh, hanged and she's dead. And, and he's found by this born like roving band. He's born of a corpse. And he gets taken in by this woman uh, whose name escapes me right now. But her, her husband is named Gambino, and he's the leader of these mercenaries. Um, and you're like, okay, well, maybe things will be okay. No. <laughs> tragedy <laughs> after tragedy <laughs> befalls this uh, infant. Uh, his his surrogate mother dies of an illness. Uh, and then Gambino, his surrogate father, grows to hate him. Uh, Gambino gets injured in, like, combat um, and, like, loses a leg. Also, he basically makes guts into a child soldier, which is cool and great. And, you know, <laughs> you know that. Uh, but Gambino starts to hate guts and think he's cursed. And he sells guts to one of the other um, men in the camp. Uh, and yeah, man, yeah, has his way with guts. And um, and that's just the first of many tragedies to befall this character. Yeah. But. The key takeaway from this early section outside of tragedy is Guts learns to depend on his sword, um, which is kind of, you know, symbolic Mm. aspect. But it's this huge thing that he cradles, you know, it's almost like a parent to him. It's like one of the only things he can trust Mm -hmm. is his sword, which he uses to, you know, to kill his rapist and to eventually kill his surrogate father, Gambino, who attacks him in a blind rage. And then gets his, <laughs> he's chased by the rest of this, the mercenaries, and then he like falls off a cliff, and then he has to defend himself against wolves. It's like, yeah. and, and this whole time he's like maybe six. Yeah, and also notably during this wolf encounter, in the back of his mind, he's thinking like maybe I should just give up and die, but his yeah. body like forces him to survive, to flee, to cling to life. Yeah. Itachi would have loved this. <laughs> Itachi would have loved this boy. <laughs> would have been a way better brother than Sasuke. <laughs> um, yeah. And so from there, we it, it, uh, a time jump happens. He killed a bunch of dudes in a battle, and then he got a bunch of money from like a mercenary mm-hmm. killing that he did. And then uh, the, he was walking by the Band of the Hawk, and Corcus was like, hey, we should rob that dude. And then Costco's like, it's a bad idea. You, your guys will die. And then Griffith was mm-hmm. like, I don't care about those niggas. Do whatever you want. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Guts killed a bunch of Corcus's gods. And Costco and stepped in. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's their first encounter. Then he fights Casca, Um, You know, beats her. Uh, Griffith is very impressed. And they make that bargain, right? Griffith's like, if I can beat you, Mm -hmm. you, right? I own you, yeah. I own you, Mm -hmm. which is... I was telling someone this earlier uh, in the week. I was like, if someone tells you who they are, don't think that they're lying. (laughs) You know, if someone someone puts it out there from the jump, don't act Mm -hmm. surprised when they're like, yeah, I'm doing the thing I said I would do. What did you expect? Yeah. So if someone's like, I own you now, 
Why do you think the dynamic's gonna play out? Yeah. If, yeah, if they're uh, the type of person who claims ownership over others. They're mm-hmm. not gonna be a great guy to hang out with. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna handle uh you, you know, expressing any sort of agency very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Griffith beats Guts and uh Guts is integrated into the the band of the hawk. Um so from there, you know, they basically have a bunch of military success um through what's the, you know, what's the goal guts. of the band of the hawk? The band of the hawk is composed of Sasuke, <laughs> uh Karin, uh Jubo, and um the guy with the sword, uh, I forgot his name, but he's a water style jutsu user. <laughs> And it is, it is Sasuke's group meant to destroy the Leaf Village. <laughs> it is then reformed once they defeat Orochimaru, and it then is called Heibi, which means snake. I forgot what their goal was. I think it was maybe to defeat Itachi. No, maybe it was initially to defeat Itachi, then to defeat the Leaf Village. It changes on a dime week to week. Uh, Kishimoto really didn't think that one out too well. <laughs> Oh, you mean in Berserk? Yes, I, I mean in Berserk. <laughs> Sorry, this work is just so influential that uh, you're going to have to be specific. Also, um, I found out recently, like when I was doing looking up stuff for this episode that it's always been the band of the Falcon and the like. part of it is like a Millennium Falcon joke. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, like the word could mean falcon or hawk huh turns out it's falcon but i say band of the hawk because it sounds better to me it sounds better yeah yeah it's, it's short and sweet but just so it's like just so nobody's like hey it's actually yeah yeah no one jumps on us um yeah well the band of the hawk slash falcon is is a mercenary troop founded by griffith yeah they basically join the midland army midland is kind of the the kingdom um mm. And they help them, and they initially they they start gaining prestige and um, notoriety. But they're just like a bunch of kind of like ragamuffins. They're really ragtag. I mean, it's like a group composed of people who used to be thieves, um, people who were thrown out. The kind of the kind of refuse. I mean, I mean, it's very explicit that Griffith is kind of like christ-like figure tm like know your trope christ-like figure yeah he's very like he's charismatic very charismatic and like you know i'm not saying he's like christ but like christ he the whole point is he takes the kind of people from the low rungs of society and elevates them and exalts them and like makes them uh better than they were before better than they could be also, um, later uh, on in the series, after a certain event, he gains the ability to multiply bread and fish. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, well, yes. He, God, I'm so excited to talk about that part. <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, this their band, their mercenary troop, gains all this prestige. But uh, we get to learn a little bit more. Let's talk, let's, before we even get into more of the story, uh, let's talk just like a little bit um, about griffith uh just at this point mm-hmm. um because <laughs> we never i guess we just i mean i know everyone who presumably is listening to this might already know and 
But uh, let's let's dive into Griffith's personality. Who is this mysterious man? What's his origin? Mm. So Griffith is a, a super handsome, nice boy who um, <laughs> really just he just really wants to be the king of the castle. He really his one goal is I want to have a castle. And I want to be the king of it. And for some reason, him saying that is so powerful and charismatic that mm-hmm. people will follow him to their literal deaths because of it. And um, yes, he's I mean, he was an orphan, yeah. just like a street urchin, just like you'd always look up at the castle and uh, yeah, fantasize about having his own castles, his own country. I mean, Griffith. Is the ultimate rise and grind guy, Kingsley? Hmm. Hmm. Whereas you are the, you know, you're the guy who knows about peak humans and aliens and stuff. Me, my my time skip subject matter expert thing is I am uh, aware of rise and grind guys and scammers. I feel like that's tough because... Guts has Guts is like the actionable rise and grind guy. Like he's actively rising and grinding all the time. I I think they both are. Whereas Griffith like, is like Griffith is as far as his like abilities are concerned and stuff. He seems more like a guy who like this isn't part of the story. This isn't reflected one to one in the story, but he has mm-hmm. the vibe of like a guy who was born into a rich family and then like gets mm. like three head head starts. You know, he's like the guy mm-hmm. who would be a rise and grind guy on um like a LinkedIn article who like in the mm. asterisk is like also by the way I went to Harvard and my mom owns like oh, six of course, of course. Tra- chains of like uh Harris Teeter. I had a small inheritance of two hundred thousand dollars. That way I could rent out this house and then started mm-hmm. you know a shipping company and then become a billion you know yeah but the i think kingsley by virtue of him being an orphan mm-hmm. and he truly went from rags to riches because that's the thing he does have this kind of like um you know later on especially this kind of impervious like everything you do is just going to work out but pre-eclipse he he suffered. I mean, not saying I do not have any sympathy for this character, this man, but he was poor. Uh, he did have a class consciousness about him. He kind of didn't like nobles. Um, and he also he literally there's a scene where he literally sells himself uh, to a rich noble so that noble will be a benefactor. He likes, you know, sells himself into, you know, he's a sex worker. So mm-hmm. this guy will give him money so they can keep funding, you know, pe- paying people salaries and funding the thing, you know, funding the uh, the band of the hawk. Um, and he does this like several times. And like, he's just like, he's like so driven that he's mm-hmm. willing to even like sacrifice his own body uh, to get what he wants to further his ambitions. You yeah, know? he just has, like you said, he just has the air of a rich guy who inherited a bunch of wealth. But he literally, <laughs> you know, he's a he's 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 a rise and grind slash scammer guy. Yeah, you know, but he's like a smooth talker. He's like the Sean, uh, is it 
Sean King. <laughs> He's like a BLM scammer. <laughs> uh, parody, parody, you know, allegedly, you know. He's like, he got a bunch of, like, money from all the protests last year. And then, and then, and then, and then got, like, you know, parlayed that into, like, social media clout and got a book deal. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> You know, and now has a mansion that it's also a tax write-off. That you're like, oh, I use this for BLM conferences. Corey, I, I wanna I wanna preface this sentence that I'm about to say by Uh-oh. letting you know that this is coming from a place of absolute adoration, but that's the absolute insane take that <laughs> I really appreciate coming. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and that's Griffith, you know. <laughs> yeah, so he's he he um he's making this uh group to become king, you know. He'll stop at nothing. He'll stop at nothing. And, and chief among his like acolytes is casca mm-hmm. one of the most fun uh you know beloved characters in anime mm-hmm. um also one of the most tragic one of the most you know shakespearean yikes honestly it should be called murian because his tragedies are much more powerful and potent than shakespeare but whatever uh <laughs> you know she's kind of like this xena warrior princess very effective very like intelligent um She's like one of the commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, fantastic. Yeah. But she's kind of in awe of Griffith because he, uh, he's, well, essentially he's, he's, in a sense, he saved her life. She was also poor, if mm-hmm. you guys are not, you know, sensing the theme. Uh, she was poor and sold to a noble because her family needed money. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, I think, I think they the noble tricked her family. I can't remember whether he was like, "Oh, we're just." Yeah, he um he implied that he was going to give her a job as like a maid in his castle, and then like as soon mm-hmm. as they got into the um the chariot to take him to take her back, he you know did crimes on her or attempted to do crimes. Yes, on he her. attempted. So she's trying to escape, and Griffith sees. And he literally throws a sword and he's like, you know, if you want to live, you got to fight. Yeah, you got to kill this um, guy. Which also, also, I got to say, what a terrible day to be like a, a 12-year-old girl and just be like, oh, I guess I have to murder this dude now. Yeah, I have to take, you know, I was not only essentially, you know, betrayed by my family, mm-hmm. you know, after living a life of poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this man is trying to assault me. Uh and now I have to take a human life. Neat. <laughs> so she's like, and she does. Yeah, and she takes his life, and then she's like, I'm gonna hang out with this dude forever. He seems charismatic. Also, he gave me the sword, and also I, I literally cannot go back home. Yeah. Uh, actually, what was stopping her from going back home? Probably hatred for her family. Oh yeah, that. Because like, what's to stop them from doing that again? Yeah. Like what? You know what is what else, what is left for you there? Yeah. Also, I guess people would come looking for her. 
So. Yeah, I guess yeah. There's a security in joining this band because she did kill a noble. Yeah, there's there's one of the themes of the the uh, you know there's plenty of themes like self determination, fate, uh, versus you know versus self determination, uh, uh, love, family, uh, but there's a heavy element of class consciousness to the golden age arc, which is really which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you really see how disconnected the nobles are and how just like they're just like kind of like sickos yeah. you know uh all they do is kind of take advantage of poor people um and this war that's been going on that they're fighting in all these campaigns is a hundred year war so no one even remembers like why it's going on they're just kind of doing it mm-hmm. um and one of the things about berserk that's really cool is also like you see like like while all these amazing things are happening, and you know you have all these like really intense characters, you, you see, M- Mira always makes it so you can see the effects of it. Um, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where the planet blows up and like everyone just continues shopping. Like you really see like oh yeah, there's famine in this village, or like yeah, there's a flood, or everyone's sick. There's a mi- <laughs> there's a migrant crisis yeah. now, you know. Uh, or like, oh, we're poor. Like you, you, like the fact that like they went into the economic element where Griffith, even though they're like winning all these battles, still has to like sell himself to make money mm-hmm. for, to keep fighting. Like you don't really ever think about that in most series, you know, let alone like a you know, like an anime or something. But like, like it really gets into the nitty gritty of all these things. Um, in a non boring way, it all feels so well integrated. Mm-hmm. It's a real. It's um, like a world. It's an actual world instead of like a, a yes. place where like things, you know, a story happens. Right. That's 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 a really astute point because it's like. Yeah, like there's that's the thing, like in Dragon Ball Z, they save the world, but like uh, to to what end? There's no like people people would have like. It's in this kind of these broad strokes in, in like, oh, you shouldn't take over planets, but there's no like there's no connection to anyone outside of the core group mm-hmm. and the core group just kind of likes fighting. Yeah, it's just um, their hobby. It's it, just their it hobby. It could be like rock climbing to them. Right. But, you know, it just happened rather than taking over the planets, they just like defend them and it's just but there's no. There's no grounding of the stakes, um, which is, I don't know, just an incredible masterstroke. But anyway, uh, jumping forward a little bit. So they're winning all these battles, and then they meet the King of Midland and his daughter, Charlotte, who is smitten with Griffith, who is kind of like, um, I think at this point, do they? He's a knight they get, now. They get, yes, he gets knighted. I don't think the rest of them have yet, but yeah. uh, he gets knighted and people, you know, they have beef with him because, you know, he's riffraff. He's trash. He wasn't born rich. He's he's new money like Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to be talking to the queen or the, I guess, you know, the princess, queen, the princess, you know, people hate him. Uh, but no one hates Griffith more than the king. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that in probably like five minutes. <laughs> um so as a part of this Griffith hate that's going on, Griffith asks Guts to assassinate. It's like, um, which no- it's like a noble, right? It's the king's brother. Yes. 
he has guts to assassinate him. And this is where, this is that third act or, you know, whatever part in the script where everything starts to go bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you thought it was bad before. <laughs> this is where, oh, baby, it all, it all falls down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> shot town shot town we're gonna set this party up right baby i promise i'm so kanye west <laughs> no carry on <laughs> oh baby and does he have one and we're gonna get to that um he griffith has guts to, uh, to assassinate the king's brother because i think that at this point there have been uh I think there's at least there's at least one hit carried out on Griffith um, where someone, mm -hmm. I think, blows a poison dart. But the mysterious Crimson Behalit blocks the uh, blocks the dart and saves his life. Uh, and those will come into play. Like Kingsley said earlier, there are these weird Buscemi-esque uh, face eggs. Rude. That. I'm, so, I'm sorry Steve he's probably a nice guy I'm sorry well, you know what that was punching down there are these weird face eggs that are like made of stone and they're they're kind of organic but also inert um, that people just find uh, that we'll see what they do in a little bit but uh, you know so Griffith is like trying to get rid of this guy the assassination attempt goes horribly and cuts ends up killing uh, the son of the king's of the king's brother, and uh, people find out, and then he has to just like you know kill a bunch of guards, and it's just so messy, and he he's like being tailed, and he has to like run out into the rain in the night, and he has like one of the worst nights of his life. Hey, to be fair, it wasn't a complete failure. He did kill the guy he was supposed to kill as well. <laughs> yes, he did kill that guy, uh, but. There's something so significant about that scene also. I mean, he literally kills an innocent child. Our protagonist mm -hmm. de defies the laws of good guyness. I mean, we, we see that from the very jump where he's just like, you know, the raving madman, the doctor, sorry, the Mr. Hyde version of himself. But like, you know, this, this like, you know, guy we've been following since he's a kid kills kills a child. He 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 acts swift and without uh, without mercy because he knows like if if this kid you know tells anyone the the dream is ruined. It's all ruined for everyone. Um, so he has this horrible night, like being chased by guards, killing all these people, running through like the sewer, you know, and he finally finds Griffith to like kind of report to him. And he, he does feel, like, guilty about killing this kid, but, like, in the kind of, like, the way he's never really felt guilty before. He His whole thing is, like, I swing my sword. This is what's kept me alive. This is what keeps me going. I'm a I'm a beast of pure instinct. I'm a raw nerve, you know, you know, save for this, this one man who I love and admire. And then that all comes crashing down. <laughs> do you remember what happens, Kingsley? Do you remember what Griffith says? What did he say? Like, uh, like I don't. I hope you don't think poorly of me or something like that. Remember, he's he's talking. I think he's talking to Kat. No, he's talking to Charlotte. And Charlotte's like, "Oh, you know, your comrades, blah blah blah." And oh, he's right. like, 
It's like anyone who basically he says like anyone who doesn't have a dream, I cannot call my equal. Yeah. Like basically the loudest sneak diss of all time being like, yeah, all these people who follow me, I hate them because mm. they follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a disdain for them because they don't have dreams and they cling to mine and they will never be my equals. And that's, that's basically all they are to me is like, essentially he, he does an Omni man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, they're basically pets. They're tools, you know, and guts having just like, Killed a child and assassinate this man. Having would have done anything for this man. Watches you know him from a distance, being like, "Yeah, I don't really care about any of these guys. They're okay. Like mm-hmm. we're friends, but we ain't really friend friends. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, you we cool and all, but we ain't really cool cool. You know. Yeah, like I, I don't, I wouldn't give any of them my home phone number, but like, yeah, you know, they can email. Like some of them could email me after after five, and I might respond. <laughs> If it's important. Yeah. Mostly I'd be pissed off that they, you know, got me after business hours. But like, you know, a couple of them. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I'd get a beer with one of them after work. But like it'd be one beer and then I'd, I'd go home. It'd be one beer and I would be kind of looking at my phone the whole time. I would not be. I wouldn't be enjoying it that much because it's, it's mostly just like, you know, they're like waiting for me to talk. And that's. I, what's the point if you're just waiting for me to talk you know yeah you invited me out what do you yeah you should what do you want <laughs> you should contribute um and this that moment it's really what sets off uh you know i guess it's the turning point of the series um up until then because you know if we're if we're speed running it so we don't have a three hour long episode mm-hmm. uh it, it really makes guts reevaluate himself and like and he's motivated to have griffith acknowledge him he's kind of got the naruto thing where he wants to be acknowledged as an equal and and he realizes in order to do this he's he's got to go out on his own he's got to find his own reason for living his own purpose in the world so he decides to leave the the band which you know flash forward a little bit griffith is not happy about no he doesn't like it yeah, they go on a couple of adventures, um, and Guts and Casca get notably closer to one another um, mm-hmm. before uh, Guts decides to leave. Um, and so, before Guts leaves, Casca's like, oh, I'll get Griffith. He can stop him. And Griffith's like, hey, I thought I told <laughs> hey, you what? before. I, I own you, you. nigga! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so Griffith, uh, goes to stop Guts by force and, Mm -hmm. um, for the first time in his life, he is unable to, uh, because Guts, turns out, Guts is real strong. Uh, in the interim, in the flash forward, he did kill a hundred guys single-handedly. Um. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, we're just, you know, glancing over that. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the 100-manslayer guts. Yeah, who'd have, who'd have thought that he could beat a man in single combat? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Griffith is going to stop him. Uh, and just to, just to reiterate how cold he is during this whole thing, Griffith thinks like, oh, I, I, I can probably stop him without killing him, but, like, if I do kill yeah. him, so be it. Uh yeah. Yeah, as long as he's not just leaving. so he can save face. Yeah. 
Um, but he killed a man for clout. Yeah. <laughs> but guts, guts uh, beats Griffith and is able to spare his life, and then he just goes off to the sunset, and then Griffith goes. Mm-hmm. Griffith goes on one. He has a real bad night himself. Yeah, talking about dudes down bad. Yeah. He said, "You want to tell the audience in Disney terms what I want to hear? Let's. See, I want to hear the Disney version of what Griffith did, mm-hmm. and then you could actually say what he did." Uh. Okay. So Griffith. Uh, on this dark and stormy night, Griffith sneaks into mm. the uh, the castle. Okay. He, he knocks on Princess Charlotte's uh, window. And then she lets him in the house and he's like, hey, do you want to do a special mommy daddy hug? And they do. Oh, no. Oh, no. um, And then the king catches wind of it. And he's like, Mm -hmm. listen, you can't. We can't have this. So he captures Griffith. And mm-hmm. gives him to his best torturer, which is a kind of guy that a king would have, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they, uh, the best torturer tortures Griffith in the dungeon for a year, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they also try to, and then, and now all of the members of the Band of the Hawk are um, outlaws. Yes. So they um, are constantly under siege by all of the king's horsemen and all the king's men. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and they couldn't put Griffith back together again. Yeah. And uh, Casca is the leader in the interim. So it's just not a good day for any of those guys. No. They were going to be knights. They were going to be no. Yeah, because they were basically, <laughs> they all finally were like, Prior to the, they, there's this big ball and this you know, the very sweet moment, you know, Casca's in this dress and they're all like in these stuffy outfits and they're all just like finally celebrating because like like you said, they're they're all poor. They all came from nothing, really started from the bottom. And they're like, wow, we finally have like titles. We can get land. We can like establish generational wealth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, break these generational curses. But yes, as, as uh, you said, Kingsley. Uh, they are on the run. The rest of the band reunites with Griffith, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna lead us." And um, the the main squad that went, um, all the generals that went and uh, rescued him, uh, were like, "Listen, he's not in good shape. They cut his tendons. They like took his yeah. Lips he's got off. no tongue. He's emaciated. Yeah. Um, and so they're all about to give up. And then Griffith runs away." Um, tries to kill himself, and then uh, he finds his behelet like in the water, and then the eclipse happens when they yeah, all try to catch up with him. Griffith has this kind of like come to the devil moment where he imagines himself like, because like he he's he's faced with like, okay, my dream is effectively ruined. Like, I no longer beautiful i cannot fight i have no you know i can't talk i don't have any charisma i can't lead and he imagines this life this humble life of him and casca together you know just like i I don't know just like living in the woods just being a humble man whatever like he's essentially like a bed ridden or like you know maybe can sit in a chair um 
And like, then he also like thinks back to like his dream of the castle. And that impulse is so strong um, that he's like, no, I want that more than anything. And his blood gets on the Behalit and that summons uh, the God hand. And so what's special about this time is this eclipse uh, comes. It's like anyone gets summoned the God hand if they have the Behalit and they mix it with, I think, their blood. And they have something they want to sacrifice. But this eclipse happens every 216 years to which they uh, introduce a new member of the God Hand. Um, you know, this this kind of order of, of you know, eldritch, uh, Lovecraftian, you know, malice deities uh, <laughs> that only want to start smoke and each are just like have their own domains of influence and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the eclipse where, uh, you know, where, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> we have the eclipse, which is like, I don't know, almost a imagine if a whole arc mm -hmm. of, of like, let's say Naruto was like, was, was the Itachi torturing someone in a Tsukiyomi. Yeah. Just, Imagine if a year of comics, maybe two or three years, is just like, all right, yep, these characters are still getting tortured. Yeah, they're not having a good time, even a little bit. Like, everyone you've grown, you know, to love is like getting uh, mauled by by demons or, uh, you know, assaulted. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty operatic and grand and. And terrible and it is such like it's one of the just biggest and best i mean best you know payoffs of like fiction uh. just like i mean not like <laughs> all right man not like is in it different strokes man that's all oh yeah. god <laughs> not that it's a good thing but just like it's just such um it's just a bold move yeah you know? so like the four, it, it's like oh go ahead go ahead like go ahead. the four demons they um they come out and they're like, you can have what you want if you're willing to sacrifice uh, a big enough thing, um and that and then they kind of implied that the entire band of the hawk is the sacrifice that they he would need to make in order to achieve his dream, and they well basically the more you uh, sacrifice the stronger you become because he he literally he, he's he's literally reborn into this creature where like he's unraveled and the more sacrifices the more like every time a new person is sacrificed another piece of his new body is created mm -hmm. so it's like you know most people just sacrifice like one person or uh whatever but the greater the sacrifice the more power that you can derive from it yeah um, but yeah um and this the the mode of sacrifice is that um those the people you sacrifice are tortured and killed by demons in the most painful and awful way that they pot they can be and uh you have to you have to read or watch all of it and you just have to like look at him looking at them <laughs> just get tortured but they do a good job of convincing you you know it or reminding you rather that 
it is a natural extension of what he was trying to do anyway the whole time so. oh yeah i mean it's basically yeah. just like the if it was all metaphorical this is the uh, material version of what he's been what was in his heart you yeah. know this is this is the physical version of literally what he said chapters and you know volume ago where he's like oh yeah they they're I, they don't really mean anything to me yeah um and he is reborn as the new member of the God Hand, the Demon Femto. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does he do when he becomes the new member of the God Hand, the Demon Femto, Corey? This nigga <laughs> is so hateful. Uh, so hateful. He, he literally, uh, you know, God, he literally rapes Casca out of spite. Uh at this point in the story, Guts and Casca have become an item. Uh, like during, like in part of what makes him so frustrated, Griffith so frustrated, is that like you know not only has he lost you know whatever his 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 body and his charisma and his dream, but also he sees that Casca, um, you know she no longer like fawns over him as much as she used to. Like she still he still means a lot to her, but she's cl- clearly in love with Guts. Um, and they have a very tender love, and it's like this, you know, this beautiful scene where you know Guts is, has PTSD from being touched, and like you know he doesn't like it, he likes to be alone, and she kind of breaks through, and it's this very beautiful thing. Uh, but Griffith does the inverse, and like it's all while Guts is like, it's just, it's it's both to, it's despite both of them, he's he does it to her, and so she suffers the most. But Guts, his arm is literally trapped inside a demon's mouth and he's pinned and he also has another demon who's holding him and whose claw his talent is piercing his eye while this is happening and so guts who doesn't have his sword takes like a broken sword and cuts off his own arm to try to stop uh griffith but then that yeah that happens um so it's just it's just like one of the most intense scenes. Um, you know, I cried when I watched it. I mean, it's just like yeah, it's it was, handled as well as you can handle something like that. Um, yeah, it was like that's the end of the the '96 anime, and I like, I was like, this is this is like the worst feeling you could come away <laughs> from from watching like a show ever right because like it's like it makes that's just how it ends like it just ends sudden it makes ava look like blues clues <laughs> really it does because like i was just like i remember because i was watching it with my um my roommates in college and we mm-hmm. saved like the last two episodes to watch um and we watched them back to back and we were like this is the worst feeling <laughs> yeah it's it's like if you had to watch the passion of the christ but it didn't end with him getting resurrected it's just like oh yeah they just they just beat him for two hours and then we just and then we just go home yeah you just have to sit there the 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 movies the golden age art movies um which are pretty good uh they they have kind of um I mean, it's better, better in the sense that like it's more hopeful in that it continues a story. So the, basically, uh, Guts is saved by there, there's one Deus Ex Machina, and it's the character of the Skull Knight, 
that we learn about more about later. But uh, this this you know this mysterious tuxedo mask character mm-hmm. uh, goes in and saves guts and Casca. Isn't Griffith like the eclipse ends and you know Griffith and the God Hand and all the demons basically dip. But he, he saves Guts, and uh, there's like one other character who wasn't sacrificed. Uh, I, think, I think it was Rickert. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, um, from there, Guts meets the blacksmith. I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. He meets with the blacksmith. He gets a, a sword. He gets his iconic sword created. And a new arm. Yeah. And a new arm, and um, and newfound determination to get revenge on Griffith. The unfortunate thing, the lasting pain outside of guts having no arm or no eyeball, is that Casca, through the pain of everything, is essentially like lost her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's traumatized. She's got PTSD. Yeah. And she essentially has been reverted to like being a two-year-old. Um, yes yeah she's just yeah. like any any you know she, she's just scared all the time or like if she mm-hmm. you know she can only like eat and sleep and like be essentially yeah and that slightly improves i mean then you know other stuff happens but i'm not gonna we'll talk about that in the extended part um but yeah it's yeah she's so Guts, is, his whole thing is to maybe, like, you know, get revenge and pre- maybe try to find a way to save Casca and get her back normal. But revenge is on his mind. He is now, you know, we, we get to see how he became this, like, essentially Mr. Hyde all the time sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Who, oh, oh, also, oh, God, I forgot about this. He gets a, yeah, he gets a curse seal placed on him. Uh, because he was, you know, marked as a sacrifice, and since he lived, he, you know, he he still has this mark that makes it so every night uh, demons come <laughs> and attack him. Yeah. Oh, that old thing. That old. So he thing. never really gets a, you a rest. So he's got. So. Yeah, he's got what we like in the business called the samurai Jack condition going on, where everyone, where it's a fight planet, and everyone is out after <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the bulk of what most people know of berserk um that's kind of i mean there is so much that happens after that yeah um and and just so no one who didn't read it doesn't uh you know isn't left feeling bummed out it does get better we're here at times gonna tell you things do improve they Um, do improve they never get great but they do improve well it depends on what you mean by great i would say from from the rock bottom, from the mud and dirt where they were at, I would say where the series ended off before Mira passed away, it is it is about as hopeful as you could. Like if someone were to pass away, this is about like if I was never to read another chapter, I could be fine because I think they're they're effectively in a good <laughs> for this world a good enough spot. I you guess. know, yeah. yeah, it's like if we never got rid of capitalism, but like somehow everyone in your immediate family circle was able to get like like a fifty thousand dollar job. And also you didn't have Twitter. 
Um, so you weren't able to see like what's going on in uh, so like the nineteen eighties, yeah, in America. Honestly, yes, a lot has decreased. You know, uh, we were supposed to get forty acres in a mule, and then, and then through like the the, the the drug war and uh, various other things, uh, black equity and home ownership decreased significantly. So technically, things were better in like prior to like the nineties. Um, things have, yeah, believe it or not, things have gotten worse for black folks at least. But, uh, but y'all ain't come to hear that. Y'all want to hear about this cartoon man. <laughs> He's very strong and mad. He's very strong. <laughs> um, that's where we'll, that's where we'll leave off, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this work is, it's a masterwork. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's influential. It's, I mean, the whole Dark Souls genre. I mean, the whole Souls-like genre, but also, you know, Dark Souls and everything they've created is... Just dark fantasy in general. Dark, been- Yeah, dark fantasy owes, like, a big debt to uh, Mura. Um, I mean, Devil May Cry. I mean, the, the idea of, like, a, the Buster Sword guy, you know, Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really... Um, if you haven't checked it out and you're listening still, first of all... You enjoy suffering more than uh, any berserk reader <laughs> I've ever met. And second of all, uh-huh. uh, you should really check it out because it's truly a fantastic piece of work. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can really tell. We didn't even we haven't even talked about how good the art is. <laughs> There's honestly it's the thing. This could be a truly like like a three part series you know and that's even that is kind of like i mean it could be a whole spin-off podcast where you just mm-hmm. talk about berserk stuff but you know in terms of what we're doing we could very easily do like a three-part or this could be like a, a four-hour long ep um just because like like in any of the arcs or just like you could talk about any of the characters or motivations or histories or just like i mean every part of it is so rich and detailed and like, like kingsley said just like even the look of it is just, um, mat- I mean, truly every frame of painting, like there are no mm-hmm. wasted moments, you know, um, he, he did it all by himself. And then, then later on in life, he did get some assistance to be like, all right, man, well, I'm, I'm drawn way too. I'm spending, I'm spending, uh, you know, weeks at a time, just drawing individual faces in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, you guys could do some of those or like, <laughs> I'm spending my whole day was spent just doing this period accurate tile mm-hmm. <laughs> for these roofs, uh, <laughs> or like, oh god, I mean, like naval combat. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. The ships were so good. Apparently, all his day editor mad at him because he was oh, going yeah, yeah. in and doing it pixel by pixel. Like that's how attentive to detail it was, which is insane. I mean, it's like that kind of meme that's going around. That's like, it's something Guts said where it's like, um, like he died doing what he loved, so he was happy or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that. It's like really how to. It's an analysis on like how how to like live your life in one sense. If we're uh, you know being a little lofty, I don't know. I mean, not saying that's a good way to live life. Like, I mean, but I I would have to assume, like the mangaka life is not. It's a, it's tenuous, you know. People get really, they really hurt their bodies. But I'm assuming because Mira wasn't doing like an Oda style 
weekly 17 pages. And he was, you know, he was kind of going more Venture Brothers-y with it. Not saying that made the creative process any less um, taxing. But I, I guess there's a, it's, it's nice that he was able to do it his way. Even yeah. if, you know, if I'm doing a silver lining at all. Yeah, I think that's the silver lining is that like it is an uncorrupted like work. But like you like you read those little inserts where he's like talking about like his lifestyle and you're like he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to see a movie. I haven't been out for any time in the last year because I've been working or like he's like oh yeah I, I met my friend after a long time I haven't seen him in three years all we talked about was work and I'm like oh man like <laughs> I mean yeah I mean he was I mean torture genius is often over applied or sometimes it's a silly metric but I do think I do think he had a little bit of that going on it's like he had a thing he loved and it kind of consumed him a little bit. Uh, it's I guess it's the balance of, I guess, your dreams versus your lifestyle. Or, I mean, maybe part of, you know, having a nicer lifestyle it could, could and should be a part of the dream. I mean, mm. I guess the irony is, like, so much of the what the series ultimately is about, you know, we get to see a man go from, like, raving madman Mr. Hyde all the time to, like, he's actually kind of chill. It's <laughs> <He gets> very <laughs> chill. And he he starts alone, gets a family, loses them, and then he he gains a new family who uh you know, and where it leaves off, it's like, well, maybe I, I maybe I don't have to fight. Maybe I don't have to be obsessed with this thing. I don't know. If I was like doing a YouTube video essay and I was like, you know, looking at the meta, maybe there's like a subtext of like maybe it's good to let things go. Mm-hmm. You know, you see what unchecked ambition what like um what chasing a dream uh pathologically can do to you and not saying he was like evil or anything but like both guts and griffith and mira himself have this kind of like goal that 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 corrupted them Mm -hmm. um in a way um but you know the two sides of it maybe he was aware and is like reflecting that in his work and maybe I don't know. Some people like being workaholics. Um, that's true. And that's how they choose to live. And uh, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's a that's a very difficult question for me to answer. You know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. I guess it's I guess there's nothing. Take his pencil away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You could just take his pins. You could like um, the guy who writes uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. They they took his pins away recently. Wait, really? <laughs> what? Yeah, what they you, were what? like, don't. Like he had, it, it's on hiatus because they were like everybody kept telling me I have to take a break, so I guess I'm taking a break. I don't know, man. These guys, man, these 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 people, really. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's inspiring to be like so capable. Mm-hmm. I do not want that lifestyle. I just wish I had like a little bit more motivation. If I had ten percent more motivation for some of these creative projects, I feel pretty good but these, I mean, dude, these people are i don't want to get too into it or i don't want to rub too much salt in the wound but like the dude who wrote jujitsu kaisen he's born in 92 man wait really yeah he's like he's like wound yeah. <laughs> consider these wounds salted <laughs> he's like six months older than us. oh dude now i thought he yeah i thought he was like um 
like a 40 year old guy no he's just he's just like actively living his dreams yeah. and here i am like <laughs> me being like oh i thought about it too much today i must rest for two weeks <laughs> Yeah, he's I must. Man. I must withdraw into myself. Holy cow! Ah, I'm gonna spend the rest of the day. F- ah. <laughs> ah, I'm so upset. Ah. <laughs> this is this is doing something to me physically. <laughs> I feel I feel antsy now. I'm just like, what am I doing? Uh, all that all that beautiful poetic stuff I said about not letting the dream consume you, that was all hogwash. Mm. Uh, you should actually be obsessed with a thing and let it destroy your life. Yeah, you should let your dreams consume you. Don't ever <laughs> let your dreams be dreams. Let them be nightmares. <laughs> Those are the two states yeah. um, of matter. Dream, nightmare, and ice 17. Ice 17. That one's just for you. Thank you. That's my good boy. Uh, so before we close, we had Kingsley and I were, want to do a little fun thing. Uh, we wanted to discuss which which well known people, which celebrities and politicians we think have a uh the magical face rock known as the Behalit, which lets you summon the God Hand and become either a part of them or a, what you know an a, an all powerful apostle. Uh, so who who is effectively basically sold people out to uh, gain power? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were having fun with this earlier. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I'm trying to come up with like a new a new one that we haven't discussed. Trying like come well, up the case. I think I think we should. I think Michael Jordan has one. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, a hundred percent. Michael Jordan, 100%, this is canon, mm-hmm. allegedly canon, just in case he is litigious, has <laughs> a Behalit and has used it. Oh, wow. That's a really good one, Kingsley. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Holy cow. You did come out of the gates. Okay. Uh, he has that raw ambition and then unparalleled uh-huh. ability. You know? I think AOC has one. We didn't talk about that initially, but I put it in the notes. I think she has one. What makes you say that? Dude, she, is, she came out of nowhere, was very charismatic, was the great hope, and has is slowly kind of... She's slowly kind of morphing into just kind of an establishment shill mm-hmm. and is like settling more and more, and she's probably going to run for president, and I think she will become one we both can agree on, uh, Obama, I think she'll become the new Obama, uh, who also has one because he he was the original. Wow, he Obama was the cyberpunk twenty seventy seven of presidents. <laughs> in that land, this one we're like, oh, oh, I will. It's like we're like he will be the greatest president of all time. He is this beautiful, handsome, like. Story of America, uh, immigrants, black and white come together, reconciliation, um, like cool guy, you know, he smokes with cigarettes and has chum gang. <laughs> uh, he's got a, a beautiful wife and kids. Wow. First black president in our lifetime. We get this cool guy, not like some fuddy duddy, like a guy who hope and change and like even outside of being black, just like really, um, Someone you can believe in and is talking in a way that no one has ever ever really talked before. 
And it's like, wow, we reached kind of a new plateau, a modern era of possibility. Post-racial like, America. Post-racial. And he's also dipping into class consciousness, talking about like, huh, yeah, I never really thought about, you know, because like, I'm a teenager. I'm not thinking about inequity in that way. But like, yeah, maybe billionaires should pay more taxes. It, you know, you're like kind of dipping into those. We have Occupy in like, we have all this energy. And well, you know what happened after that. Everything was uh, great all the time. Oh, 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 sweet child of summer. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're in a dystopia and he's got a Netflix deal and he hangs out jet skiing with Richard Branson. He, he, he definitely had a behalit and used it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think AOC will, will use hers in 2030 or whatever. Yeah. I think the rock has one. What makes you say the rock? Partially just because of his physical stature. <laughs> <laughs> he is the closest to an apostle in strength. Um, I feel like, uh, oh man, ew, gross. In the Disney Plus version of... Um, <laughs> oh no, is he playing Guts? No, he's Nosferatu Zod. Okay, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. That's really good. Yeah, we should ca- we should fan cast Disney Plus uh, uh, Berserk. Um, it's gonna be, but it'd be really upsetting. It'd be like guts would be like Chris Evans or something. Can I tell you a secret? What's that? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Mm. Um, yeah, like in like Costco would be like Zendaya for some reason. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Griffith? Um, I think Griffith would have to be. You know, that would be Tom Hiddleston or something. No, it'd be even worse than that. Griffith, I think what they should do is they should make like a CGI beautiful man and then do that like Carrie Fisher Star yeah. Wars eerie technology that they do. Yeah, they're doing they're doing Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's a cop out. <laughs> but they would do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really funny. Yeah, watch out. Try not to get yeah, too close woke. to people with uh, that uh, much ambition, and also try not to try not to work too hard. You know. Yeah. Enjoy if your anything, life. Yeah, hang out with your friends and family. Sw- swing your big sword, and uh, yeah, don't don't work. Jobs are bad. <laughs> that's all. The, that's all I got for you, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you post time skip. <laughs> R.I.P. the goat. Uh, please read Berserk. Yeah, please read it. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mira Sensei. Um, yeah. Until next time. See you post time skip. <laughs> oh, that was such a sad one. He died. <laughs> but we didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. There we go.